Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. She, I mean, she wasn't hooking up at the 7-Eleven. I, I believe it was in his car. If She's, you want a 7-Eleven hot dog, chili slams. <laughs> buy you a pack of Newports. You got protection in there. You, you get bet. some horny goat pills, the yeah. gas station boner pills. You got it all. They don't Tobacco. Have booze. Plan B. Plan. Do they <laughs> I don't sell? think so. They <laughs> should. But it's the bootleg stuff, so it's like Plan C. Dave and Mahoney. I mean, I don't know if we are just pricks, Dave. First off, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dave, Dave and Mahoney. One of my friends is going through COVID right now. Dude, Please tell me he can still taste the cheese. He cannot. Oh, and God. So what's worse, losing <laughs> the ability to taste cheese or your penis? What do you mean? Losing the ability to taste your penis? No. <laughs> the fact that you have to go, well, you know, I mean, I'm honestly kind of enjoying cheese more regularly. <laughs> All right. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, some bad news. This is a follow-up, and it's a bad news because the Guinness Book of World Records has bent to the pressure. They gave this nerd his victory lap. Oh, I hate this. A Frenchman has been awarded the Guinness World Records title for the world's tallest matchstick sculpture of the Eiffel Tower. It took him eight years to construct. I really was hoping that they would not give this title to him because he was not using real matches. And it's not a Eiffel Tower made out of matchsticks if it's not flammable. It's just small pieces of wood. 706,000 matchsticks in total. The disqualification was based on his use of matchsticks that weren't commercially available initially, although he started with the store-bought ones, later made a deal with the company for the headless matches, as we talked about. Uh, The decision was reviewed, and he has now been granted the title after the adjustments to the rules regarding the matchstick shaping. But again, 23.6 feet tall and almost 707,000 matchsticks used. Eight years to build this thing, and I was so happy when it was all going to be for naught. But instead, they gave it to him. Losers. Boo. Losers. Some good news today as well. If you are willing to eat your hairy little fruit every day. It, what? Y- yep, yep. Is yep. that a euphemism for something? No. A study conducted at uh, a university in New Zealand reveals that eating kiwi fruit can elevate your mood within just four days if you start eating it. Well, it's in season right now. Fun is fact. Mm-hmm. I didn't What is the kiwi season? Right now. Uh, current. Currently, right now. right now, same as citrus. Okay. Uh, did not know that. Thank you for the update. How, do you, how do you know that? Because I just looked it up. Oh, you did. I would have not known it any other reason. Like, why would I have known? Did you also read this story about how there was the participants no. given the vitamin C supplement or placebo or two kiwi fruits daily? And the results published in the British Journal of Nutrition showed that kiwi fruits improved vitality and mood within four days with the peak effective occurring around 14 to 16 days. So a couple of weeks. But if you just have uh, your kiwi every day, it's quite good for you. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. They uh, suggest that kiwi may provide a faster and longer-lasting mood boost compared to vitamin C supplements. So, okay. Yeah. If you are, uh, you know, feeling a little bit down, all you have to do is just eat, like I said, hairy little fruit. Vitamin C supplements mm-hmm. boost your mood as well. I guess. Yeah. Shave that kiwi before I eat it. You what? I said shave that kiwi before I eat it. You gonna you want a shaved kiwi? Yeah. I undress it usually. Yeah. You do. Yeah, I take yeah. the skin off. You do. Yeah, you know, that skin's gross. You eat oh. the skin. I do mean, you know how to eat kiwi, Dave? Look, I, I mean, I've been told. It. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe I have been doing it wrong. But right now you're saying a lot of question marks. I, the, the, if no. you just go in and eat a kiwi like an apple, you are a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ask a lot of questions, and that's why people like me. It's the Dave, Dave and Mahoney, Mahoney Show. 
So, how do you remember that story about that really awful mom that was running out doing all this press talking about how the private school that she was taking her kids to wouldn't let her drop the kids off because in she her had only her... fans mobile? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't it was just all like a little sticker on her car. No, it's the whole back windshield. It was the entire back yeah. windshield. And you're like, well, this is a religious school. It's probably not a huge shock that they don't want you rolling I don't up. care if it was religious or not. It's private property. They can decide whether or not they want you on their property or not. Yeah. You've agreed to their terms. We know you probably only enrolled your kids for this specific reason so you can create controversy and try to advertise your dumbass OnlyFans. Well, now the uh, the mom says that her two kids have been expelled from the private school Good. due to the advertisement, and she again is running out and doing all Stop of the press Stop using about your it. kids to promote your adult activities, well, you creep. You're also the cause. Like, yeah. there's a common denominator here, and it is you, ma'am. <laughs> like, and the reason also, why your kids are getting expelled is because of you. You can't and, cry wolf. And again, they're a private organization. They can do whatever they want. You agreed to their terms and conditions. And on second second part about that, they're a religious organization, so are you shocked? That's what I mean. This is just, you're just trying to get back into the stupid uh, newspaper and articles and TV, uh, you know, TV news again to promote your OnlyFans some more because it didn't work that well the first time, you loser. I know. It just seems so pathetic that this mom is out here and she's sacrificing her kids' yeah. education. Sad. That's the grossest part about it. And like, I have no problem with any OnlyFans person anywhere doing whatever. But, you but when you use, use your, your kids, kids yeah. you're a gross piece of garbage. Yeah, yeah. it sucks, Dave. And too, like, thinking about, like, I, I, do we know the ages of the children? No, Elementary. I'm, it, it said they're elementary school, okay. so I mean they're young. So they're still so they're still young enough to where they're probably I mean realistically not having their you know losing a ton of friends because I know for whatever reason I was thinking maybe they're like in middle school where you are able to get honestly probably bullied for your mother's behavior. People probably looking. You're and already getting what in the bullied world. in elementary school yeah. for this. Yeah. yeah, I mean if you're, if you're nine years old, you're probably hearing it, about it from your friends yeah. because your mom, who's really not very attractive to begin with, is out here trying to you know sell pictures of her butt. And you're the one. And the school actually came out and they suggested that she could actually re-enroll her kids if she just took the decal off the vehicle. But still, so they're she's giving like, her every opportunity. And she's choosing yeah. not to take it. And now, yeah. she, now she's somehow the victim. Okay. Yep. She's pretending like she is the victim throughout all of this. And in reality, we all know the truth. And that is that you are just a creep. If you are that good looking, you wouldn't have to work that hard to promote your OnlyFans. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Leave a message for the Dave and Mahoney Show anytime by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. Did you get that? Please leave a message after the tone. You violated one of the four Brotherhood of the Kitchen rules. Number one, always eat your Pop-Tarts frozen directly. Number two, coconut oil is the WD-40 of the kitchen. It is okay to drink milk directly from the container if nobody sees you do it. And number four, never, and I mean never, throw out macaroni and cheese. Sheesh, I am man. I have spoken. Message deleted. What? I like those rules. Those rules are good. I don't think that there's one that I would disagree with. A frozen Pop-Tart? Have you ever eaten a frozen no, Pop-Tart? No, but I am intrigued because I have Pop-Tarts, some of which some people would probably find to be questionable flavors, but that's neither here nor there. Brown sugar? Brown sugar always, man. But that's then my right. number two. Not always. Strawberry. Strawberry, number one goat, not even close. You can get rid of all other flavors. Okay, I had, brown uh, sugar. That's, I had like one of those like uppity-ass cookie places over the weekend. You yeah. had an uppity-ass cookie place? You know, you know, the yeah, yeah, they're yeah. all run by, you know, whatever. Big cookie. <laughs> no, it's all like mom influencers yeah. that run those places. Mom influencers. Yeah. And uh, 
They had a Pop-Tart flavored one. Was it good? And it was stupid good. See? It was stupid good. But I will say, I there are times where I want a warm Pop-Tart. Put it in well. a little toaster? Because it's we like the brown yeah. sugar, and brown sugar and ooey gooey. It's just never okay to drink out of a receptacle that is a shared receptacle. But unless, ah, uh, see, but then I, again, milk, I agree. You're, you're going to put, put your mouth yeah. on the communal milk? Nah, oh, yeah. man, get your nasty-ass mouth saying off it's, that. it's you and your wife only. You guys have you guys have well, but you shared got, germs before. Yeah, you but know you got I mean? kids, man. Like you, you watch your kids drinking out of there that's uh, after they're out of the backyard. You know, dirty ass kids doing dirty ass things. It's a little bit different. <laughs> but you're telling me that you won't drink out of a milk carton after your wife, but you'll like touch her butt. <laughs> yeah, those are two distinctly different things, my friend. <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay. I, maybe okay. like a juice. Not a milk because the milk gets that like crust. And you get it's it's you get. I don't even want to get. I don't even want to drink after myself after that because you get a little What's bit of that ma- mouth or the backwash oh. always. Oh. And so it just feels like a, it's one of those liquids that just doesn't feel yeah, man. I'm healthy. Anti, I'm anti-milk, the, the 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 milk from the jug thing. Like, yeah, I mean, if you're doing maybe, that. Again, maybe like a tea or a, uh, a juice of some sort, a pop, a two liter. Not milk. Can't do it from milk. I mean, who's, oh, okay. I mean, may, maybe there are people that do it. I'm not a big milk guy. Yeah. I'm not ever just grabbing the milk and chugging and, it and then being like, wow, that was refreshing. And I'll tell this. That's, that's what I needed. For his final point about <laughs> never throwing away macaroni. Yeah. Macaroni is the best when it's fresh. Like, yeah. you cannot, like, like even high-end macaroni, like reheating it, it's never as good. What is like, high-end macaroni? The macaroni that I make. Like at a steakhouse. Uh, steakhouse uh, macaroni. Steakhouse macaroni. Like okay. anything that's not <laughs> shells and cheese. Yeah. You know, because here's the thing. You make that, I... Just put a little like, extra cream in there whenever you read. It reheat. still doesn't turn out as good as it no, was but originally. I mean, but there, there is something, though, about me that I will always love macaroni and cheese. It can be second day. Still love you. Third day. Nah. I, I know how good it could be, and I want it at its best, or I don't want it at all. See, but I think mm. that that, said, that lends to the person you are as, yeah. you know, like as a person. You know, like you only want the best, and you're never, you will never steer away from that specifically. Say, I'm okay with like third rate. Do you feel well, like you would go into like a dark depression day. if you only could eat for the rest of your life day old macaroni Leftovers? Yeah. Oh, that would be, that's like. That's my your, per, that's, that's my purgatory. Health. Yeah, yeah. That's just life is just. Eh. What I mean, a, you're just existing if you're eating for me nothing but leftovers. <laughs> what a what a luxury of life. His purgatory would be leftovers. The worst imaginable experience. No, that's not the worst imaginable. But that's purgatory, <laughs> man. That's like between heaven and hell. Yeah, like where we are now. Yeah. <laughs> leftovers are my purgatory. Oh uh, my gosh, you're so extra. Please leave a message after the tone. Audrey, you love chocolate oranges, the ones that you peel and eat and eat and eat. You can find them at Trader Joe's. So head over to Trader Joe's and stock up. Message What a treat. I never knew that that would be the phone call that I would get to give me the advice that I needed today to kind of get me over this post-Super Bowl hangover hump. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm definitely going to go because I think I'm a Joe's ho now, y'all. Like, I am in there. Like, I like Trader Joe's. I get lost. I do get anxiety. There are so many options of things that I just didn't even know that I wanted to try. Like, what do you mean I'm going to go get some chocolate-covered oranges and then also some uh, chicken lo mein stir-fry? I don't know, though. So <laughs> That's I'll, Trader Joe's branded, and I'm going to like it. You know I've been, to, uh, I've been a Trader Joe's and Costco guy for a bazillion years, but Trader Joe's has gotten some real bad press <gasps> lately about, like, there's, like, rocks in their food. And oh, my, my wife and I were at Trader Joe's last week, 
And on the little register, it's like, hey, here's this like rice that we're recalling because it has extra remnants in it. And you're like, mm, ah, I'm like right. Fine. Whenever I get yeah. in there, there's rocks. Yeah, like, it's, it's been what? like, like it's, there's been like three incidents over the last probably six months that have you know b- involved Trader Joe's food, which I'm just I, like, for, I forgive it all. Have you have you tried those tortilla chips that you can only get at Trader Joe's? Which ones? The, the white bag? Yeah, are they like with the, salted with, with like arsenic? They have oh, yeah. a lime on them, a little oh, lime on them. Yeah, that's what you think. Yeah, or arsenic, whatever. It's delicious. I love it. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, David Mahoney, I want to comment about that terms and condition. Either hopefully you all saw the South Park episode where they didn't read the terms and conditions. You all know what happened to them. You all don't want to turn into a, a human centipede pad. If you all don't know what it is, look it up. Message I mean, we know what the human centipede is. Did he not know how to say centipede? I, I don't know if he, he was He said just... centipede pad. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, that may be from that South Park. Was oh, it from that episode? I, mean, I, I, so. I've <laughs> seen, I was going to say, I've seen it. I don't remember them saying it that way. That does not mean that I'm... Right or wrong, but the human centipede. We're never going to take the time to read any terms of condition on anything. You know what I really like is that basically the entire plot line from the new Willy Wonka movie is about him not reading the terms and conditions. You know, but here's the thing, too. <laughs> true. It you know what my hack is to that, though? Anytime I get a, like a terms and conditions things, I like, I'll just wait an extra day and pretend I'm reading it. I'm not reading it. You think you're fooling them? I don't turn it around immediately because then they know I didn't. If I wait a day and then I send like a contract back or something, they'll like think I read it. No, they don't. They do not think. They they think they're I read not it. thinking about you at all. What are you talking about? They're like, God, oh. this guy's not getting it back to me fast enough. I have things that I need to do. They're not thinking they're about like, whether just or like, not you're well, like reading it. He's looking it. over it carefully with a fine tooth. Oh, he sent it to his lawyers yeah. to check out whether or not he can you, approve this for Apple Do you Apple, realize that that's Apple much music? worse? Because then you're agreeing to all their terrible terms and they think that you read it. That's it is what it is. You've just taken your plausible deniability away. Eh, nobody's listening to this. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. So how do we feel about airlines starting to weigh passengers at the gate? Oh, boy. Oh, no. People are already freaking out about the seats being too small. I yeah. feel like this is like salt to the wound, man. So I, it just depends on the plane, really, because small planes, it does actually matter. But the reason why larger airplanes, I have an issue with this is because they'll just, they're just going to find a way to exploit it to cause and charge us more money yeah. every single time because they continue to gouge us time in and time out, and we continue to bail them out time in and time out every time the economy goes down, and then we're paying more and more for travel, and it's just disgusting. Now, this isn't something that's really knocking on the door here in the United States, so there's no need to really freak out about it, but we're going to anyhow. Um, this is uh, this is over in Europe. There is a European carrier called Finnair, which I guess is a hub at Helsinki Airport. Uh, but they're, you know, people are familiar. We're all familiar because I don't know if you guys have actually had to do it before, but I have. And it's, boy, it's real fun when they, they tell you that one of your pieces of luggage is overweight. And so you have to transfer some mm-hmm. stuff from one bag to another, even though both bags are going on at the same plane. So it makes no difference at all. Well, I mean, technically, I think for the, the reason they do that is because the baggage handlers that's have exactly to be what it is. notified if something's over 50 pounds. If it's over 50 but it's, pounds, it is because silly. that's the weight that you have to it's just, yeah. But I will tell you, Dave, I have... Uh, found a way around that they have luggage scales now that you can buy that you pick up your luggage with and it tells you how much it weighs beforehand oh that's and they're easy to pack 
Oh, really? Yeah. So it's, it's just, like it's like it, a luggage scale. That it's just, just like a little thing. It, it huh. basically looks. It's like a little thing you grip and yeah. you pull your bag up with, and it tells you exactly how much it weighs. And it's pretty damn accurate. See, I've been doing it the other way. Where you get I'll, all the scales. I'll step on the scale yeah. at the Holding house. Holding the bag. And then the you got to do math. Yeah. Not the way to do it, my friend. Same. It's like, dude, on Amazon, it's like 10 bucks. It's oh, the wow. Yeah, Because, you know, when we go, like, if you go away for, you know, when we go on a cruise or something like that, yeah. you know, you're coming back with clothes stuff, and other yeah. extra things, other gifts. You know, it's it's always good to do that because there's nothing more embarrassing than being at the airport in the Southwest line trying to make oh. sure your bags are both equally uh, under 50 pounds. That's exactly what happened to me one time, only I was there with all four kids, and so I'm sitting there trying to transfer crap from one bag to another, and it's all just, like, spread out in front of it. I'm like, can I just pay? I'm just going to pay the yeah. difference. The, this just, sucks. Yeah. I just, this is the worst. But um, that that pales in comparison to the idea of actually having to step onto a scale Yourself. as you're about to get onto a flight. I mean, can you imagine being the person no. that works for the airline that has to weigh the people and how much you're going to have to hear about how, you know, how heavy the, these particular jeans are that I'm wearing. Because, uh-huh. you know, we all, we're all familiar with that. Yeah, these I mean, jeans weigh 48 pounds easily. Yeah, take my shoes very, off? very heavy shoes. But, I mean, I do think that one of the things that we're running into with a lot of the flight, uh, like just like the crew uh, workers for, you know, whether or not they are the attendants or if they are, you know, checking the baggage in themselves, um, you know, they're getting paid um, you know, per bag that they're having to like confiscate from you, you know, like yeah. if you, if you go in and you're checking a bag or you don't think that you need to check a bag and you're put taking it onto the plane with you, they give you or they give like the a twenty dollar per bag incentive for them to confiscate it. So I don't think that they'll care. I think that they'll probably just laugh at you and take your money and just say, "Sorry, man, I'm getting paid." Yeah, like this is actually good for me, fatso. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. Glitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. So, Mahoney, are you a Guy Ritchie fan? Uh, yeah, Dave. I mean, I mean, going back 20-plus years now, uh, one of my favorite movies still to this day is Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, uh, which kind of launched Jason Statham into the uh, world of cinema. Uh, and Snatch, and he's he's done a bunch of pretty good films over the years. You know, uh, they're not masterful, but you know what you're getting when you watch a Guy Ritchie movie. So Netflix is uh, set to release The Gentleman, which is a new comedy series based on the movie, the 2019. Yeah, the movie film was good. That, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, and it follows Eddie, who is a British aristocrat who inherits his father's estate. It's the real handsome guy from Charlie Hunnam. No, 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 not Charlie Hunnam. It's uh, from from White Lotus. The, uh, this last season of White Lotus, the, uh, the good-looking yeah, boyfriend, yeah, yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. one of the stars in the in the new show as well. And then it has Giancarlo Esposito in there as well. So pretty good lineup as far as the cast goes, and it's coming out pretty soon too. Uh, March seventh is when it's dropping. So oh. the, the series is created, written, directed, and executive produced by Guy Ritchie. So if you happen to be a fan, that's uh, that's coming in a few weeks on Netflix. You know what I'm? Uh, you know what I'm a big fan of, Dave? Mm. The uh, show. If you've never watched, which I don't think either you have yet. Tokyo Vice on HBO just came back last week. I had not seen it. And uh, season two is uh, getting off to a bang. Love to hear that. Uh, CBS is going to be airing a Billy Joel concert on April the 14th. Yeah, Billy Joel is, is one of those performers where, like, you don't know how much longer his Billy Joel has. His new song's not bad, I love though. It, his new I song is great. Yeah, I'm like, because I was like, oh, great. That's all we need to hear, new Billy Joel. And it's like the first time in like 15, 20 years he's released any new material. And I heard it, and I was like, you know what? This is pretty good. I think that one of the things that a lot of artists steer away from as they get older and evolve, I mean, just with age, 
being an artist, I feel like is really tough because you're creative, right? And you're always trying to kind of find the new version of you. Yeah. The new song is good because it's Billy Joel. Like yep. it's literally tried and true to him. So watching this, yeah, you're I feel not like, shocked that it's a Billy Joel exactly. song. You know, you're like, it's, yeah, it's yeah like that sounds like something that could have been written 35, 40 years ago exactly. when you were on top of the world. Did you and, know that Billy Joel writes a lot of songs for other people? And oh. I heard, and I don't know if this is true, but I heard that the new Billy Joel song. He originally was going to give to Adele. Oh, that, and then and then if you listen oh. to it, it sounds kind of like an Adele song. Huh. And Billy Joel, I guess, sort of channels other artists like that, where like he writes songs with another artist in mind, and sometimes you know gives those songs to those artists. But when you when you think about that, you're like, oh, that actually makes a whole lot of sense. But anyway, Billy Joel uh, still absolutely has it. He's done great by himself, and I I don't. There's not a ton of concerts that are on network television where I go, I would need to watch that. But I feel like Billy Joel is one of those few iconic performers where you're like, that makes sense. It could, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be on, you said CBS? It's going to be on CBS. I mean, the CBS is the old network. Yeah. It yeah. is, which is fine, you know? The NCIS followed by a Billy Joel concert. You know, 10 million people are going to watch that. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, uh, speaking of musicians who are getting a little bit older, um, but still have it in a way, uh, Ozzy Osbourne has come out and said that he hates Kanye West, which I appreciate because Kanye West is a dude. Kanye has said some pretty anti-Semitic things over the years, and we all know that Ozzy's wife, Sharon, is Jewish. So Ozzy coming up and, uh, you know, denouncing this anti-Semitism and not wanting him to use his song just makes sense. But Ozzy Osbourne, uh, you know, had the request from Kanye to uh, to sample one of his songs and Ozzy said no, and then Kanye did it anyhow, and so now they're talking about suing him. But uh, I, I like Ozzy, man. Like he, for sure. He, if you don't like Ozzy, like then like what? Like what? Question we're not mark? friends. Yeah. <laughs> like I have a lot of questions for you. Yeah. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. So it is nice to uh, be back in the routine, and uh, <laughs> the uh, the Super Bowl weekend in Las Vegas was just absolutely nuts. In a good way. Like a lot of really fun stuff happened. But there was, you guys know me. Like, I, one of the things that I hate most in life is being late for stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was some things that happened that were totally outside of my control on mm-hmm. Friday that made me late. Mm-hmm. So I got asked to host this event for two of my favorite comedians, uh, Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura. And, I mean, they're on top of the world right now. They had a big show in Las Vegas on the Saturday before the Super Bowl at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. But before that, on the Friday night, they had this big event where it's called Punt Pass Kick, where they had a bunch of their friends, you know, like Warren Sapp was there and uh, Joey Fatone and like all these random, random people. but okay, we'll take it. Other comedians, Bobby Lee was there, stuff like that. But, you know, like they've done athletic stuff before and it hasn't gone great. Tom Segura pretty famously shattered his arm in COVID times when he was trying to dunk a basketball. Um, so the fact they were doing some other physical activity was pretty funny, but they were out there and they, they had a field goal set up and they were trying to kick field goals. They originally and, challenged, I believe, the Kelsey brothers exactly to what this. It was. And they're, the, the Kelsey brothers and them, they were going back and forth on their podcast and it got into this mm-hmm. big thing. Well, they asked me to host this event and it's Friday night and it's happening over at MGM Grand Garden Arena. Well, I was hosting another event for USAA earlier in the day where I had to interview a couple of players. Well, it just so happened that somebody somehow managed to flip a car on the strip Oof. and shut down traffic. On Friday night? On Friday night. 
So I'm at Mandalay Bay because that's where the whole like NFL experience is happening. Uh-huh. So this event that I'm hosting for USAA is happening at Mandalay Bay. And the, the last guy that I'm interviewing for the day is TJ Watt from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's stuck in traffic for about an hour and a half oh, no. trying to get there. So I'm supposed to be at the MGM Grand Garden Arena to host this event for Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer at 6 p.m. TJ Watt walks in the door at Mandalay Bay at 6 p.m. And then I need to interview him. And so we do this thing on stage. It only takes about, you know, 20 minutes or so. And then it's done, but still. You have to then get over. By that point, I'm already 20 minutes late for this event that's at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. On Super Bowl week. And so here's the problem. This car that had been flipped on the strip stopped all traffic going into and out of Mandalay Bay. So could did you walk? So that's where my problem was. Oh, I'm sitting man. here, I finished this event, I'm already 20 minutes late, and I, I cannot get out of Mandalay Bay via a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just stuck. And so I'm sitting here, you know, frantically texting with these producers of the event, and they're like, you're going to have to basically w- run over here. Perfect. And, you know, even though Mandalay Bay and MGM don't seem like they're that far apart. I've made that walk one time. It's pretty significant. And halfway through that walk, I mean, granted, I was drunk. Yeah. I got on the back of a moped of... You some, did. Some, you you some, did? Some, a random man's <laughs> moped? I was just walking. What? I mean, this is, granted, this is, you know, around UFC, like, 91. Yeah. So many, many, many years ago. Uh-huh. I had been partying with, uh, you know... Uh, Ryan Bader, if you, you know. Local boy Ryan Bader? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Way back when. Is that the night when you lost your phone? Yeah. Or did you break your phone? Something Something, like that. Something real wonky. You tried to like hop over a fence and it didn't go great. We were at a club at Mandalay Bay and then I had to go back to MGM and that was the longest walk of my life and I only made it halfway. So how long did it take you to huff at? Like 30 minutes? I had to run all the way through the casino at Mandalay Bay and then they advised me to get on the tram. I'd never taken the tram before. No one in Las Vegas and even anybody who has ever traveled to Las Vegas. The tram is elusive. Why would you ever take the tram? Where does it start and end? Well, it starts at Mandalay Bay, I learned, and I took it to the Excalibur. (laughs) Oh, you found it. And then I got off the tram and then I ran into MGM Grand and then I had to run all the way through the casino of MGM over to the arena go running down as I run onto the field they hand me the microphone and Bert and Tom come running out the tunnel and I am late I am sweating I am just confused (laughs) as to what is going on (laughs) then I have to try to keep this whole event together ended up working out but man what if Again, you guys know me, like, as far as, like, stress levels go. But you're really good at that, though. Like, I feel like one of the things that you have always been very, very good at is handling pressure. So I'm not shocked you were were able to, like, pull it off flawlessly. I would have loved to see you run, though. (laughs) I was just, oh, man, I was just hoofing it. I would have loved to see that. (laughs) Did you get yelled at by the producers? No, the producers were actually pretty cool because, yeah. like, everyone was having problems. Was everybody late there? Not real. I mean, not as late as me, but, I mean, they, were, they understood what was going on mm-hmm. because the, well, the entire stop. strip was shut down. Yeah, you can't you can't help that there was an unfortunate How do you flip a car? Accident. How do you even flip a car on the strip? That's wild. But, yeah, it, it ended up being a really, really cool event again because I'm just, like, a huge fan of those guys. Did you get to try their new vodka? I did get or to try their new vodka, yeah. And what's funny is that I actually went to lunch earlier in the day with Bert and Tom. And yeah. just, if you think it's an act, it's not. Like, I was, I don't know, 11.30, and I was having a coffee. And Bert's like, you having a coffee? Why don't you have a vodka? I'm like, it's 11.30. And then I'm like, all right, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dave 
Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Hey, this is Chuck. I, I don't watch football, so I don't know who Taylor Swift is, but he sure sounds fast. Message deleted. <laughs> okay. I don't know, man. Like, There's so many people that are so up in arms about this Taylor Swift thing. So one of the things that I did for the Super Bowl is I was telling you guys I hosted that event for USA, and mm-hmm. they bring a lot of talent in, you know, and the big stars from the NFL, you know, like two from the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, there's so and, many people on Radio Row and doing yeah. television and promotional things that week because all the big brands pay them. Like, you see like how pay- much money Bounty spent during yeah. the Super Bowl to have, uh, like, 15 different players wearing Bounty jackets and, talking about And, you know, these guys it. show up and they get paid to do these different Stupid events. Stupid amount but, of money. But one of the events that, that I host for USA is it's called the Salute to Service Lounge, which is pretty cool. It's, like, four military members specifically, and there's a lot of, like, heroes that are there. They get right. recognized, and it's pretty cool. But two of the guys that I was talking to, is it was C.J. Stroud from the Texans, who's the quarterback mm. that has had a remarkable year, and then John Robinson, who's the stud running back from the Atlanta Falcons. And I was I asked them both that question, like, from a player's perspective, like, what is it like with all of this Taylor Swift hoopla? And Bajan was like, man, good for Travis Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> like, good for him. Like, talk, talk about securing the bag. He's got a billionaire girlfriend yeah. who's the hottest thing in the world right now. Which also from a different perspective too she has also nabbed the best looking dude that she has ever been with and she's an artsy nerdy theater girl you know what i mean he's the arm candy he's the arm candy they are both winning right now like she has literally like it is the jock to theater kid trope that like every movie has ever come out with like the jock guy the popular guy in the movie sees like the nerdy girl and like he's like oh wait She's got a personality that, like, I can, like, vibe with. Shocker. And you she's know? hot. Like, okay. And yeah. she's hot. Yeah. And she's Put, a wait, billionaire. Take off these glasses and overalls, and all of a sudden you're... <laughs> You're, uh, yes. you're you're beautiful. Yes. And Working out pretty, yeah, but there's, like, you know, people that are just so bent about the idea of, well, you know, them showing Taylor Swift, you know, during football games. You know what, and it's you just, know what the time was? Somebody measured the amount of time that it was that she actually was shown on the broadcast. What was it? 53 seconds. 53 seconds. 53 seconds, and it brought in an additional, I think, 8 million viewers over last year's game. Isn't that something? The most watched game Ever. Ever. The most watched piece like 200 of million people in total programming. Kim yeah. Kardashian Ever. was there, and Taylor was a bigger deal. Oh, the, nobody cared. That's so crazy. Kim Kardashian sitting next to Justin Bieber, and they barely My favorite him. person <laughs> at <laughs> the Super Bowl this last year, or this last uh, la- this last week, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, for sure. Oh, Jeff Goldblum no dancing was everything. Yeah. And doing like, a little heart. Who does a heart that shape that way? I've never, I've never seen, seen that. Seen somebody do that? I'm trying to do it right the now. Upside and down heart so with his hands. Jeff Goldblum is right. so delightfully weird. He like, has, if you've never heard his avant-garde jazz that he does, I don't know if it's terrible or amazing. It's just or so all him. of it. Yeah. yeah, it's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Uh, I will say this: as far as my favorite celebrities right now, Jeff Goldblum, top three. Gotta really? Oh, I mean, just from that one like, hit, random well, no, five-second appearance on the Super Bowl? Just in general. Oh, okay. Because he's been a happy guy, you know, yeah. and, it, and it obviously shows. Like, you know, Bill Murray was that way for, a, you know, Bill Murray was always yeah. kind of like the fun, quirky guy. Mm-hmm. But it feels like Jeff Goldblum's living it. 
Okay. He is. And it doesn't feel like you're faking it. All he's doing is apartment.com commercials and, and raking it in. There's the whatever the spinoff to that. Isn't it like houses.com too? Homes.com. Homes.com. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. one didn't hit as, not as. We're going to have to see that one a couple more years in the Super Bowl to get that one to stick. Mm-hmm. Please leave a message after the tone. Mr. Dave, Mr. Mahoney, not enough shrimp on your plate? Boy, oh boy, it sounds like everybody's losing in this country when you can't feed a man a good shrimp every now and then. Message deleted. Were we talking about a lack of shrimp? I don't know. Huh. But, I mean, I will agree. Like, there are places, like, where you order <laughs> shrimp and you only get three shrimp on a skewer. I hate that. That's you, BS. I, if you order a shrimp cocktail and there's only three, you're like, first off, you're creating a huge problem between table my wife and four. I. Or if, if there's supposed to be one per person, now mm-hmm. I have to get two orders. This is chaos. See, and that's the one thing about being a wife is that, like, why do I have to sacrifice the the one shrimp that I want for you? You know what I mean? Like See, if there's three shrimps on there. I feel like, like my like my my wife duty is to be like, no, it's okay, baby. Go ahead. You have the, you have you the, need the more second shrimp. But I'm bigger than you. You're big growing boy. Yeah. See, Mahoney, that's the thing. You're gaslight women. It's like I'm bigger than you. Well, no, duh. But maybe I'm hungry. Maybe I'm a little bit more hungry than you in that moment. But no, get some more here are my get wife some more duties. Of that sauce. Just put more. You want to just eat? Just start chugging. Just free basing, free lining the cocktail sauce. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Valentine's Day, babe. <laughs> Please leave a message after the tone. Audrey, what do you think is the ultimate girl dinner? Message deleted. Um, so recently, one my shrimp cocktail. one trip cocktail because I have to get the rest away. Um, no, I think that my current um, hyperfixation is like pretzels and a nice little dip of sorts. So if it's like a pimento cheese, love a pimento cheese. Or um, right now it's like a Greek dip with... I don't know what, uh, some concoction that's in there, but I love pretzels, man. I just, pretzels hold up? Forever. What do you mean? Are, are like we talking like the rolled pretzels like the one, or are we talking the ones you bake? It doesn't matter. I, I don't discriminate. Ones? I enjoy a pretzel. No, I mean, do they hold up when you're trying to use a pretzel to dip in Yeah, because I do cheese? those little like chunky fat ones that are like the sourdough ones. Yeah. They're like, they're like very tiny. So they're one bite. You don't have to go in for like a that's double good. scoop. Oh yeah, that's man. Good. Yeah, girl dinner. Or um, I also have just been pickling it. I'll just get a pickle and deli meat. That is elite, <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like last Do you night ever I did that wrap with like the pickle with yeah. the deli meat. Yeah, I was yeah, just gonna yeah, say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like a little corn dog effect. Little, I was like, I who am I? Oh, I just become so a rat. I think like any time <laughs> if you want to think of girl dinner, think of what a rat would eat, and that is girl dinner. If a little rat from Ratatouille actually had an entire kitchen, and what they would make, and it's, it's like a pop tart, yeah. <laughs> pop tart, a pickle and some deli meat, yeah. and I'm like, you know what will go really great with this? A Celsius at like 7 p.m. I'm like, who am I? So gross, so gross. But yeah, that's girl dinner. Be hungry right now. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. So this is interesting, Mahoney. Even though we're only in February, we have a contender for the pastor of the year. Oh, what did uh, this lovely person do? Well, so we hear, uh, you know, some stories about people that do silly things, but not normally do we have a pastor at the center of a controversy uh, like this one. This is a very, a very unique one. His, his name is Herbert, Herbert Miller. He is 63 years old. He Herb. is a Methodist pastor from Connecticut, and he has been accused of dealing crystal meth out of the rectory from the United Methodist Church. Ah. Or is it the United Methodist Church? Ah, I mean, it's right there in the name, Dave. It's right there in the name. Do do, do they, is this tax-free? 
Because it falls under uh, church activities? Is, mm-hmm. is that how Jesus had so much money that he could advertise during the Super Bowl? Is there uh, like he, a turned, uh, he turned Sudafed into meth, not water into <laughs> wine. That's that's the, uh, what is it, that the, the new uh, the, the new new King James Version. So th- this guy got dimed out. The arrest followed a tip-off from a cooperating witness who was staging a drug deal with him. The pastor, who I saw the mugshot, does look a lot like Walter White from Breaking no Bad. No way, really. Yeah. Interesting. Found in possession of crystal meth in rock and liquid forms during the arrest. The local news reported that he had been trading meth in exchange for watching um, male couples engage in certain activities. So there was also that part of it, too, which uh-huh. is honestly a bit more on brand for sure. uh, for a creepy pastor. Yeah. Uh, I but mean, but was... uh, the, the, the meth in the butt stuff, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, I mean, that uh, that... that you know, if this guy's going full-blown. It fe- it feels like the, the meth and the butt stuff tend to go hand-in-hand. Hand. Yeah. Uh, he was charged with possession of narcotics with intent to sell, among other charges, and released on $10,000 bail. Do you think that, uh, I mean, it is kind of funny that he was selling it out of the rectory, isn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> this all kind of checks out. Uh, do you think that his church takes him back? You think can you can you get past that if you're like, hey, no. I know that I was the pastor and no. I am, you know, your for a Methodist church, probably not. Yeah, a little, little too high strung. But Woodbury United Methodist Church now on the hunt for a new pastor after the 63 year old Herbert goes down for dealing meth. Dave and Mahoney, you're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. So it is Valentine's Day, and that means you got to have your head on a swivel. I know it sucks to have to say this, but there's a lot of people out there that prey on people that are lonely, especially on days like today when it's Valentine's Day, and they do it online through all sorts of different types of scams. I didn't know it was this big, though. They say the last time they tabulated the numbers, in 2022 alone, they say 70,000 people collectively lost one3 billion dollars in romance scams according to the FTC. The only person I'm happy with losing money to romance scams is John Hawks, the weirdo sheriff from season four of True Detective. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Federal agencies are cautioning people about the increased risk of romance scams. It just sucks because, you know, there's a lot of AI, obviously, that has come around, and then scammers are using that AI. It's becoming more sophisticated, uh, as are the scam artists. But, I mean, you're talking about $1.3 billion. That's that's, that's big That's a huge amount of money, especially for a single day. The, uh, The use of AI is... You know, creating fake profiles on dating apps, that's rising, making it challenging for individuals to distinguish between, you know, genuine connections and See, scams. we've talked about this before, and I can't remember what your old stance on it was, but I know that at one point they were trying to make it to where you were having to use your ID for certain things, right? To kind of authenticate whether or not you are a real life person before yeah. you go on to, you know, a dating app, before you go on to, unfortunately, porn websites, right? Yeah. So, like, I think that this is something that is going to make it to where we kick the robots out and to where if you're going to get scammed, at least it's by a freaking person and not some dude in Russia who's going to be able to like be some oligarch based off of the $1.9 million they're scamming from everyone in America. Yeah, it just sucks that, you know, the, the people go, okay, I know that people are lonely. Let me take advantage of that. Yeah, that's you know? the... Well, but it, I mean, that's people, right? Yeah, I mean, that's just the unfortunate reality of our current state and greed. Yeah. It's, it's it's something that's going on to the point, like I said, of $1.3 billion. Uh, they said that, you know, you should use caution when 
sharing personal information. There should be some sort of background research done on potential partners. You should be suspicious of rapid requests to move communication be, away from apps. Yeah, and you should sites. be suspicious of someone who is asking you for money and you've only known them for a few hours. It always surprises me when we read those stories of, oh, this, you know, older lady gave her entire retirement savings to some guy that she thought she was in love with online that she'd never met in person. It just seems weird, and you're like, how could that possibly happen? And yet somehow it continues to happen. Even if you met someone in person Don't and they're a real-life person Don't and you've only money. known them, not even, I mean, I would seriously say an under a year. You do not give out money, large sums of money, in hopes that you're going to get it back. I don't care if it's my brother. You don't get money. Not like, like no, that, man. man. No. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. You know the songs, but can you name them when they sound this bad? It's Cover Your Ears on Dave and Mahoney. Mary is joining us today for a round of Cover Your Ears. Mary, how you doing? Doing well, thank you. 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these. Let the full 30 seconds play out before you make your guess. If you need some help, you got some lifelines that are available. Uh, we do have some that are pretty popular today, including this first one, 453,000 views. Wow. Good luck. 30 seconds. Here we go. Hello, 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 hello. Well, the odds out, it's just dangerous. Here we are now, entertain us. Feel stupid and contagious. Here we are now, entertain does not make any sense. What do you mean? There's no meritocracy going on here. Why does that have nearly a half million views? I don't know. That may be the best performance of that song I've ever heard. Oh, really? Okay, Mary, over to you. Do you know it? Uh, Nirvana smells like teen spirit. Somehow you got that right. Yep. That is awful. I mean, you have the opportunity to just, I don't know, YouTube how to play the guitar. You've had all of nah. the opportunity to learn the words of the song, and you chose neither. Sir, you had a real opportunity to not upload that, Facts. and you chose. Facts. And you know what? It was the right decision. 453,000 people have watched Skin that. Paid. Okay. Probably made a grand off that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go on to number two. 58 views on this one. Much more sound, but only 58 views on that one. Mary, do you know it? Mm, I don't. Is anybody, like, nodding their head like they I, might I gotcha. know I gotcha. I gotcha. So they, they use this one in Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> okay. yeah. and I listen to that soundtrack okay. all the time. That is uh, Brandy. Yes, do you know that? You're the a fine girl. Uh, Looking okay. Glass. Looking Glass is correct. Well done. I Ooh. felt like that sounded like kind of like if Cartman from South Park was singing in his best voice. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So two points. Lifeline is burnt on Mahoney. But, Mary, you can win it right here if you get just one more correct. But you need a full point in order to pull it off. This next one, 535,000 views. So the most popular one of the day. Good luck.
we'll stop it right there. I am I could offended. do with never hearing another like <laughs> pop punk version of a classic song. Why would ever, you do that? That you just that song does not need to be touched, but you did it. Um I guess it's working. Five hundred and thirty five thousand views. Barf. Ugh. Uh over to you, Mary. <laughs> For the win, do you know it? Uh Tom Petty free fall. There it is. <laughs> Done. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. How do you really feel? Tell, Tell us. By calling the Dave and Mahoney Show voicemail at 833-YO-DUMMY. Dude, maybe you, your line in the sand is having your mother-in-law take the dog to training. Message deleted. So if you've missed this whole story, my mother-in-law, still at my house, uh, has been there for three weeks, whatever it is now. She brought her dog with her, a little Button. And, I mean, Button is a sweet dog, but he is an idiot. And he's just not trained. Is he just a puppy? Is that what it is? Not really. How old is he now? He's, he's about, a year. He's a, close to a year. So you should be getting your life together as a dog at that point. Yeah, man. Right. Like, get a job. Mm-hmm. Something. But, I mean, he just doesn't listen. He just barks constantly. He's just a stupid animal. And I am ai love dogs. I really do. But you loved, you had your, your your wife's dog and your dog, Bailey. It was a It was beagle. my stepdog. It, yeah. was, it was a puggle. Yeah, you inherited. Uh-huh. And, and you loved her dearly. I, I sure did. And, and in fact, I, I think I, maybe I loved her a little bit too much. Gave her too much hand. I just, I couldn't but resist. Yeah, you made those last years good. Yeah. Good years for her. What, are you implying that you killed her? With ham? I mean, I, I don't know if I extended her life. <laughs> All those nitrates. Like the fattiest meat you could possibly give her? I treated her much like I treat myself, which is to and treat spoils. myself. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bailey. Uh, but yeah, no, Button Button is an idiot. And I, like, I don't, I shouldn't have to train somebody else's dog. Right. right. And Button keeps th- pooping everywhere in your house. And yeah. you and your wife and your children keep stepping in it. Yeah, it's great. It's but I think what this person is saying is, you know, you're not having to train it if you just request your mother-in-law to take the dog to training. You yeah, could even pay yeah, for it, man. Yeah, yeah. You could even pay for it. I could. And now I'm paying won't. for... Exactly. I know she won't. So, like, this whole, like, idea of, oh, yeah, like, let me put the... Let me put the foot down and tell her that, you know, you can't bring the dog anymore unless it's trained. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. So what? You just have just to, have like, to be with okay with the dog with pooping or, in your house or, for forever? Or start a new family. Those are my two options. That's expensive, too. I that's, feel like you just might want to just I mean. do just the training thing. Just disappear. Yeah. Disappear. <laughs> Move to Oklahoma City. Going to get a pack of smokes. I'll be right mm-hmm. back. Please leave a message after the tone. Is there such thing as too much cheese? Message deleted. Yes, there is a thing as uh, too much cheese. I think one of the things that we're finding is that everyone believes that cheese covered whatever is the answer. And sometimes it's just not that. Like cheese is good. Cheese is great. I am cheese. I love cheese. But not everything needs to be cheese. Let me give you an example. Uh, the, uh, like, blue cheese crusted filet. Like, I, if a filet is good, it doesn't need to be crusted in blue cheese. What do you think about gorgonzola, though? Like a gorgonzola sauce on a filet? No. Dude, it's that's a game changer. I like my meat raw. It'd still be raw, but you could put some gorgonzola. Like a, See, this like is what a, I'm talking about. I don't know if, it, if a meat needs to be cheese. No. If, so, if, the, if the meat cheese, needs to be cheese, it's not that good a meat. Any it, it, it elevates it. I, I will tell you this, but I, and don't get me <laughs> they wrong. They can be separate, but equal. The cheese for me is the best. There's no better substance on this planet than cheese. It just doesn't love me. That's why I say there is a such thing as too much cheese. Like, I think if I want to live a healthier life, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta cut cheese out. <sighs> That's really hurtful. In in our chat, 
Beef said, y'all are so cheesy. Is that what makes us wonderful? Makes us delicious. No, I'm saying yeah. there's too much cheese. It's is a bad cheesy. thing. <laughs> and a- I, I think that that was like a, I don't even know why he is a part of the chat. Yeah, like that, was, that, that was an insult. <laughs> yeah. Be on the Dave and Mahoney show by leaving a voicemail at 833-YO-DUMMY. Leave a message. So because of the Super Bowl and different activities, all of us were traveling over the last couple of days. And Audrey, you had kind of a unique situation where, you know, you've got a farmily, as you call it. My farmily. You've got to do something with all of your pets while you are traveling because, you know, you were bouncing around. You went to St. Louis. You went to Dallas. You were seeing friends and family and a lot of fun stuff happened, but you had to figure out what to do with your animals while you were away. So what did you end up doing and how did it go off the rails? So I used one of those app services where somebody can either come and check up on my pets, which I have two kittens. They stayed in the apartment. Um, and, you know, somebody came to check up on my my kittens over the weekend. And then I had another individual come to pick up Elmo and took her back to her house to kind of board at her home. And it, I mean, that's it's so convenient to have that because, I mean, I think about, you know, back in the day, you didn't really have the option unless you were going to take your dog to the kennel or something and board them mm-hmm. or you had to have like a family member you could drop them off. Now at least there's a service for it. But are you okay with letting somebody that you don't know into your apartment when you're not there? So I had a couple questions for you guys. That being one of them and the reason being um, because I had some trouble with um, the service that I used on Saturday. A couple people canceled on me and I made the appointment late enough in the day where I felt like it was going to ensure the fact that this exact thing wasn't going to happen. So I called the company and I'm like, hey, this is literally your job is to logistically pair me up with someone who I am paying to come to my house to take care of my pets. And you are not doing that. And it has to happen. It has to happen. (laughs) So they were, you know, being like, well, we'll find somebody ASAP, but ASAP could have meant tomorrow. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like ASAP didn't mean by today. But very thankfully, they found somebody. And um, it's a big deal to me because this somebody that they found so happened to live in my apartment and also on my floor. Oh, I don't love this. Was it a guy or a girl? A guy. Oh, no. But I I didn't know this until he approved it. And he was like, hey, surprisingly enough, I can be there in one whole minute. I mean, so, convenient. Super convenient because, you know, I would beggars can't be choosers. And at that point, I was 0 for 2, you know, like I needed somebody to get there because my kittens are on a medication that they have to be on daily. And if not, then that takes seven weeks of this ringworm that I've been battling against and it'd be all for naught. So I needed somebody to get Ugh. there. And now uh. I have somebody who is on my floor who lived literally right down the way from and my it's place. A dude and too. it's a dude. Like, I don't, oh. So, so, okay, so that's one do knock. You, do you have a camera set up no, in your I house? No, I don't. I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I'm going to get one. You need like, like 10 you cameras. To. Yeah. I got like 10. Yeah, but I mean, like having like a ring camera where you can see what they're doing. Yeah. Just to make sure they're not going like right? through your underwear. But I also feel like the one good thing is that there are a lot of hidden cameras now, so they might not They don't know, know that there was so They camera. may think those are there. True. Yeah. So that's the first knock. The second knock is that I, you know, had Elmo tape taken to, um, her name is Roxanne, Roxanne's house, and everything was going great. And I get these pictures, and she goes, Elmo does great with all animals. You know, I have a, uh, I have a kitten, and um, you know, or a cat, and she's doing really well with a cat. And then she sends me a picture of Elmo with a pig, just hanging out with this pig that's in this 
in Roxanne's home. And I'm like, hold on. What do you mean your sweet girl was hanging out with a pig? What? <laughs> but I also was like, I feel like, and I don't, I don't mind that she was hanging out with a pig. I think it's fine, kind of like funny and cute. But like, I also feel that's something that you should disclose like, before. Give me a heads up. Before you take my pet to your home. Wow. Right? So, I mean, I just yeah. had a very interesting experience over the weekend with people taking care of my pets. And, you know, it's really, uh, you know, I had a senior dog before I had Elmo. And, you know, I barely went anywhere whenever I had him because he was so tough to, you know, he was a senior dog. He was right. 15. You know, he had a lot of things that he needed to, you know, make sure that were taken care of for him. And this, these instances are make me feel like I have to almost go back into that nature because like now I've got some random guy who knows where I live and my face is in my apartment because I have photos everywhere uh, you know so and like, did uh. he stay in your apartment with him or did he just visit no so it's a visiting thing and it's for 30 minutes and my apartment complex is all digital so I gave him immediate access and then revoked them access immediately thereafter but again you know my, my face is all over you know I didn't get to choose because the app gave me the choice because I, again, was 0 for 2, and usually you do get to pick, and the one, the person who I chose for the next day was a woman. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I was going through and trying to pick people who, like, I would have felt comfortable with, not only with my pets, but also giving them access to my house. Right. And now, I I have, I'm, like, feeling kind of yucky. Oh, you gotta move out of that apartment, like, ASAP. Well, thankfully, I am. So, you know, it's not too much longer, but, I mean, I just felt like, I just, I... I washed everything. I went through and bleached everything afterwards. Like last night, I'm like changing my sheets. I did booby trap my bedroom though before leaving to make sure that like if I, somebody had tried to come into my room that I was able to notice, which is so funny that I even felt the need to do that. No, but I did booby trap. How did you booby trap your Um, So <laughs> I took some like a, like a box full of like with books like sitting on top of it so uh-huh. that like if the books were knocked over, that meant that like they were like trying to access my bedroom. Uh-huh. You know, um... That was actually my husband's idea, which I'm like... It's a good idea. Genius. Great that we did that, but nobody tried to get in my bedroom, but it's still, it just feels kind of yucky. I don't like people, I won't, I don't, I don't valet my car. Like, I can't imagine having a stranger in my house with me not there. Like, that is all the Who lives somewhere near me. Yeah, no, I don't like that. And they didn't tell me, so now I feel like I need to like go back on the app and be like, hey man, you know where I live. You said you're just on the fourth floor. It's only fair if I know where you live too. Yeah, I get to go through your house. Let me in your house. (laughs) Let me in. (laughs) I don't know. Am I like dramatic for that? That feels a little crazy. You're probably in danger. A little, yeah. Uh, What day? Mahoney, don't tell me that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's all over you're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Oh my God, would you people shut up? Dave and Mahoney. Americans that are nuttier than a payday. I got me a dog. It's the Redneck Report on Dave and Mahoney. So we'll start today's Redneck Report with an angry man and a machete. There's not a lot of things in this life that are scarier to me than somebody that is angry and has a machete. Mm -hmm. Uh, A Coral Springs man, his name is Samuel. He is facing charges of assault with a deadly weapon and threatening a landscaper after he got into a dispute on February 3rd when the, I guess, landscaper narrowly avoided hitting... And while he was walking his dog on February 5th, the landscaper and his crew were out there working, and this guy recognized him as that landscaper that almost hit him because he'd taken a picture of his company truck and got into a heated exchange, and that's when he brandished a machete. And that's the part that I don't understand. Like, did he go back into the house to get the machete? Did he have 
a machete on him? And this was the guy who was upset about the lawn maintenance service. Well, he was upset because this lawn maintenance guy supposedly almost hit him while he was walking his uh-huh. dog in the company truck. I mean, why did... I mean, if you were... A lawn maintenance guy and a guy pulls out a machete. Like, I mean, you pull out a weed whacker. I feel like that's pretty even fight. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting on my riding lawnmower. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the the dude who had the machete said, "I'll cut you to pieces. I'll <laughs> cut you up today." So oh. it wasn't, you know. And then and then he also told the victims that he would kill them and eat their bodies. Yeah. Which is just, uh, yeah, feels like, excessive. Come on, man. Like, what are we doing? Um, so I have a question. If you were going to steal any kind of vehicle, um, would a plane be on the list? No. I feel, like plane... I feel like every time I hear about a plane getting stolen, somebody crashes it and they die. And so that's probably not the way I would go. So this takes us to Half Moon Bay in California, but it is a man that is from Florida. He allegedly stole a plane, crashed it onto a beach in Half Moon Bay, and then just left it. That's too much. Uh, I saw. I think I saw the video of this. Because the plane was kind of like on its nose. And it like lands real close to people. Yeah, 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 the man. Uh, he just crash landed this plane and then just got out and he was like, all right, see you later. Just That's some like off. Grand Theft Auto stuff. It really does it feel really a whole was. lot like a GTA 6 scene. Uh, and of this, course, of course, Florida. Of course, uh, yes. But this this Florida man had gone all the way to California to crash this plane, just left it on the beach, and uh-huh. then people were like, well, we saw you, and then it, yeah, ended up tracking him down because, you know, he's pretty obvious. He's the guy that just got out of the plane that crashed onto the beach. <laughs> So this is a couple of siblings. This is in Margate, Florida. There was um, two siblings that were arguing over a clogged toilet. Wow. Uh-huh. Vanessa Frankie, 30 years old, was arrested after a dispute with her sister uh, over who was responsible for clogging the crapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess witnesses say the, uh, the the victim claimed that the argument escalated when the victim referred to Frankie as broke, leading to the fight. Frankie allegedly chucked a shoe at the victim, bit her finger, and threatened her with scissors. So the, the whole uh, old trifecta there. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Yeah. All, all, all three of the good things. So, I mean, I there is a part of me that understands the anger that would go into if I were to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and things are happening, mm-hmm. and then I realize that someone else had clogged that toilet, and this is a repeated offense, mm-hmm. I feel like biting them and uh, attacking them with scissors could be warranted. Not the finger, though, because if you're a clogger of a toilet, I feel like you probably don't wash their their fingies. I don't want to be anywhere near there. I get pink eye. (laughs) Uh, And finally, this is a strange heist. It happened in Cuba. A gang of 30 different thieves executed what they call a pretty strange heist because they stole an astonishing 133 tons of chicken from a state-owned facility. I guess there was over 1,600 boxes of poultry, and then they were selling them on the streets to buy luxury items like laptops and TVs and refrigerators and air conditioners. And the crime is estimated to involve anywhere from 33,000 to 53,000 chickens based on the average weight of a hen. Um, okay, thanks, Dave. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's how we... <laughs> Are you buying bootleg-ass chicken on the side of the road? Right, like that, all of this seems strange. Like, who is your market? Like, who are you like, oh, here's a guy in a... And how much are you moving? Unmarked van that has chicken for sale. 35,000 pounds or whatever it was. Uh, it's 53,000 chicken. Oh, based yeah, on the average weight of a chicken. Based on the average weight of a chicken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you if you see any bootleg chicken for sale on the streets of, uh, of Havana... Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. So all of us did some traveling over the weekend with the Super Bowl activities. But Mahoney, you went to Oklahoma City. And when you told us you were going to Oklahoma City, I said, why? But you had a good reason. You had a friend there that was graduating. Do you call it graduating? Retiring. Retiring, whatever it is. Retirement party. It's a retirement party from the Navy. He put in his 20 years. 
and you guys have been friends for Facebook. school. Yeah. I mean, we grew up on the same street. Kids. You know, there's like four of us, four of us friends who have known each other for forever. And so, you know, it's usually a good time to see, to reconnect with those sorts of friends. Go uh, and, and go visit. So, you know, I will say... Very surprised how much I enjoyed Oklahoma City. You you actually enjoyed it. So. Very much so. Okay. I was, All right. You know, I mean, like, I knew I was going to enjoy seeing my friends and hanging out. But, like, the city, I was like, eh, it's been about 10 years since I've been there. Last time I was there was literally for his wedding 10 years ago. Okay. So it had been a, been a hot minute. How was Oklahoma City? Surprisingly nice. Really? Like, the downtown area okay. was clean. Because like, I know that they've been trying to, like, revitalize the downtown area, and there was some talk a while ago about... Was it the Thunder we're talking about potentially leaving or something like that? And they Oh, I think that would be devastating. And that was the whole thing. It's yeah. like they're like that we, city we spent is all, all this, about we the spent thunder. all this time and money and everything else. Like, nicer, and it's you a nicer, take the thunder out and then you put that giant skyscraper they want to put in, question mark. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I they, forgot about they, it. They, I mean, were, it's like the it, number one tornado capital of the entire country. It makes more sense now that I've been there. You know, there's a lot of big ass buildings there, but like that uh the arena where the Thunder play, I was staying at a, a hotel. Like literally three blocks from it, and it's a pretty nice arena. But my friend, who uh, was visiting also for this, he stayed at a Best Western, probably about 15, 20 miles outside of the city, more suburban, because uh, he was thought the activities were happening just at my friend's house. Didn't realize that there was like a, a venue space that they had rented for all of this. So he booked. Boy, that a, seems really inconvenient and like a significant detail you'd want to sort out ahead of time. Like to be staying 15 miles away from your friends. Well, is, he stayed about a half a mile from his house. But I know, but like, how did you not figure that out? And whatever. <laughs> it just seems goofy. so. But. You know, he he flies in late on uh, Friday night, and we're all at the like this world's worst dive bar that we're hanging out at, Smoky. There's 12 people inside of yeah. it, and we are eight of the 12 people. A a, a live band. Comes I was in. just gonna ask. Tell me, they had a live band. Pretty good. They're, really? They're, they're from okay. Wichita, so yeah. they had drove driven in, driven in from yeah. Wichita yeah, yeah, to yeah. perform, and pretty good R and B band. And I'm like, okay, playing covers, a couple original things, but like. Really good guitarist and some pretty decent vocals, but about ah, I don't know an hour and a half into this set, they decide to stop playing music, and they uh, one of the guys from the band just starts doing stand-up comedy. What? What? And I don't know why or how. I don't think he knew why or how either. Did they run out of songs to sing? What he did, did the rest of the band do? They just sat there. There was a thirty-minute stand-up set that was. One of the worst stand-up sets that I've ever heard Dude, in my I wish life. they would have just taken, like, their instruments and just done the... I was going to say, like, like if, the, if the drummer's wah, not wah, giving you the, the... Yeah, if the drummer's not giving you the... There was none of that. So I, that was the first time I've ever had a local band slash comedy show all in one without a cover. I see. So that was nice. But my friend, who was staying over near this kind of dive bar, was staying at this Best Western. And as he's checking in to the Best Western, he walks in and gets hit with the biggest... Like aroma of just curry, Ew. curry. Like he said, it's Western. just what? curry cooking. He walks into the lobby and it just like slaps him curry. in the face. And as he's walking back to like the check-in area of the desk, it, the the scent is just getting more and more and more pungent. I'm with you, Audrey. I, I also love curry, but I don't like surprise curry. Oh, I think that that would be the best day of my life. What do you mean? I'm just like given nah, surprise curry. I don't curry? think this was. I think it was no, being no. cooked in the back office. 
Why is it that oh, everything? Oh, so it's like next day leftovers. Like curry. instead of like okay, so not I'm getting like it now. Not like a great Indian restaurant. It was curry. like next door. Like reheated curry. Reheated, yeah. Like it's like the fish and the and the workplace. Yeah. Also, fish gotcha. in the micro- microwave. Yeah. We yeah. used to work with a guy that used to microwave fish almost every day. It was pretty. It's pretty awful. So, <laughs> as he's checking in, he notices a sign, which was pretty unusual. And this is why I'm telling this story. And I'm curious if you've ever had to or have ever experienced something like this. On the check-in, there's a sign that says, no refunds after 10 minutes. Ew. Oh, Gross. I mean, because we, what, you have 10 minutes to decide whether or not you're okay with next day curry smells no, for the rest no, of your man, life? Some, some people were going in there <laughs> using the room for 20 minutes and then being like, I want a refund. No way. That's what it sounds like. Oh, that's how that's- This is a nice area of, it's a, like a city called, it's a like suburb called Edmond, Oklahoma. Okay. Which is very, very, it was very nice. Okay. But this best Western in Edmond, Oklahoma. I would not stay uh, there. So he goes in. Why to, is it that nothing that happens at a Best Western is actually the best? <laughs> there's or just Western? Nothing, yeah, there's nothing good about this. Checks into the room. No. The bed's not made. No. Oh. There, there's no lock on the door. Like the, you know, the security latch that's normally there has been busted off. Somebody, somebody kicked the door. In and of course, point. the mystery <laughs> stain in the middle of the uh, room that's probably blood. Oh, Wait, hold God. on. The bed? Okay, so, so I, I, they just gave him a room that hadn't even been cleaned? So he wants to try to get a refund. Tries to go back down to the elevator. Elevator doesn't come. So it took him more than 10 minutes. More than minutes. 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of the strategy. No. I don't know. I just saw, uh, uh, if you ever see a place that has like, a sign. We're going to give him the dirty room. Shut off the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Dave and Mahoney. I don't know what this is all about. You just told me to call your dummy. There's nothing you can say they haven't heard before. Leave us a message by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. Carlitos here. Tested positive for COVID. This is like the third, fourth time that I tested positive, but it never hit me like this. When I tell you guys I don't get sick, I haven't gotten sick at all like in like 12 years. And this time it got me. It got me good. Message deleted. My friend Eric had just tested positive for COVID for the sixth time. Yeah. Sixth and time. And this is by far the worst for him. Really? And he's, you know, he's got all the antibodies sure. in the world from having it the previous times and the, the shot and everything. And this is by far the worst. He's like lost his voice. Is wow. he a ticket taker uh, for the subway? Like, what do you mean he's no, getting he, it six he's times? A DJ, well, he's, I mean, a, he's a club DJ. Think about Vegas. how many times that you've got the cold, the yeah. flu. I mean, you can get but, the flu. That's why we have the flu vaccines. You can get the flu every single year. So I'm not a, shocked that he's gotten it six times in four years. Well, but six times in four years is still a lot. Like, I mean, I mean but like you said, he's a DJ in Las Vegas. I mean, he's like, you, you know, would think he'd be a door knob, basically. <laughs> At that point, yeah, he's, he had, he's had a shake or two. Please leave a message after the tone. They work. Listen, decaf is just dirty water. Message deleted. What is decaf? decaf coffee. Couldn't agree more. Get get out of here. With I that like nonsense. to taste the coffee though, so I, I do too. I'll disagree with that. Like I, I mean, I haven't had, I've had decaf maybe like once in the last five years because I like caffeine. But yeah. I just like I drink my coffee black, man. Yeah, I, I, I like the him. taste of coffee. But I, if you're, coffee for me is such an association with caffeine, the effect of caffeine. Like I'll drink like the sleepy time tea. 
Like, I'll have tea to wind down, like the, the non-caffeinated tea at night. Why are you smiling at me like that? Because I'll have the sweepy time tea. <laughs> Sometimes I just want a little sweepy time tea. I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> it was just so cute the way you said it. Sometimes I either want to black and hurt or I want a sweepy time tea. No, pretty much everything <laughs> in my life I just want it to hurt except for my sleepy time tea. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahone. So here's something that I was today years old when I figured out. I didn't know that Lauren Sanchez, the woman who is about to marry Jeff Bezos, I knew that she had a son and like they were at a... Is it Mark Sanchez, the former uh, Jets quarterback? No, but you're actually not that far <laughs> really? off. Really? So I didn't I didn't know this whole story like with the baby daddy here, but they, they recently, Jeff and her were at a fashion show where her son, Nico Gonzalez, who's 23 years old, uh, was a, a runway model. And oh, was she, when she married, was it Tony Gonzalez? Yes, yeah. Tony Gonzalez, the former tight end from the Kansas City I mean, the, the, the all-time NFL. leading tight end of, in, who's ever played in the NFL, yeah. I didn't know that she used to, that he was the baby daddy of her 23-year-old. Yeah. Did you? Uh, I did know that, actually. I had yeah. no idea. I saw a picture of them together. I'm like, oh, they're just hanging out at the Super Bowl. That's pretty cool. Jeff Bezos got to meet Tony Gonzalez. Ah. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, wait. No, it's the, the, that's that's the baby daddy. So there you go. No yeah. wonder Jeff Bezos got jacked. <laughs> you had to, man. <laughs> Can you imagine? I what mean, a complex, Jeff- man! You started a library online, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> you got to follow the world's greatest tight end. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you're a billionaire or not. Yeah, dudes, that is the most dude thing I have ever heard in my entire yeah, life. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jeff, because like Jeff Bezos is five seven, and Tony Gonzalez is six five. I mean, I met Tony Gonzalez, and he is a huge and dude. a handsome man. So too. handsome. Right. I mean, Jeff is good looking too, but, but I mean, not. it's just, he's of course. Do you know who Tony Gonzalez looks like? No, I'm not saying that Jeff Bezos is better looking. No, I'm no, just no, saying no, that, no. like, Jeff's not bad looking guy. So no, it's like, funny that, I, like, he's trying to posture no, himself. No, not Tony Gonzalez. I mean, For Tony sure. Gonzalez is a hand. Also, if, I, if, I, if I'm Jeff Bezos, I don't care if I'm the richest man in the world or not. I still ain't taking that picture. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm too insecure. I'm yeah. like, I can't. Because, I mean, like, when you see him standing next to each other, you're just like, oh, Jeff, you're just I so mean, cute. Pat, I mean, Tony Gonzalez. Maybe yeah. uh what is it? Uh so if he's six five, so he's about a, almost a foot taller. I mean, I've again I've met Tony Gonzalez. Like I'm a pretty big but, guy, and Tony Gonzalez to me, I was like, wow. That's but like Jeff a Bezos big has dude. literally, you know. I mean, you can have a five hundred million dollar yacht. You still don't look like Tony Gonzalez. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I, I had no idea that that was the the baby daddy for Lauren Sanchez. I knew that she'd you had had a kid that was grown because I'd seen him in the fashion show. She had no idea that it was Tony Gonzalez this whole Man, time. Good for her. No by kidding. the way, yeah. she's on the she's. She's like W after W after W after W. Yeah, like, like Tony Gonzalez is your baby daddy, and you know, <laughs> at, in the peak of his career, and then you're like, boop, see you later. A pretty cool check. Must be pretty cool and pretty talented. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's a wrap. Well, it's about time. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. At Dave and Mahoney. They're everywhere. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Listen anytime and on demand at Dave and Mahoney. Yeah. Dot com.